What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in. See it's Joe Bulls post game coming to you remote from a few various locations on Christmas Eve. Eve Bulls fall to the Cavs, ending their winning streak. One hundred nine ninety five is the final. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. My guy, Big Dave. Bow. BWL Sports. Dave, I just noticed that you have a red mic base and I have a black mic base, so our mics are like Bulls Ooh. colors. And that's, yeah, okay, that works. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. Just wiping the dust off mine. I just realized how dusty it was on here, man. Like, that's not a thing. It's not like I don't use the mic all the time. I was just, I was on, the, I was just on the Rebuildable podcast, uh, like you were. I was just shout on that out. Show, so Definitely not dusty. Definitely not dusty. Uh, yeah, Wait, shout out to Matt Gentile. And, uh, I do have, some, I do have something that? to tell y'all. So earlier today. Wait, uh, hold, on, went, hold on, hold on. Our pal producer, Joey Spathis, on the controls behind the scenes. Not in a Dexter killing lab. Not in a Dexter <laughs> killing. That is very important to say. Shout out Joey 1.1K. Continue. Um, yeah. <laughs> he is, he is, everybody's safe. Let's just say that. Everyone's safe. That we know of. Um, I, earlier today, I went to the studio. Uh, because this is how out of it I was. I've been out of it. Like I was completely out of it. I showed up at the studio talking to Mario outside, walked him inside, and I walked in. It's just the Blackhawks in there, and they're like, hey, what you doing here? And I'm like, we got a game. What you mean? And I was like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> they, were like, they were like, yeah, y'all are remote. And I was like, oh, shit, we're remote. <laughs> so I had to go get in my car and go right back home. And you know, you know why I was completely off? Because I walked in. I left my hat in the car. I didn't even have a hat on. So I was just walking in without no hat. And I was just in there, you know, chilling. That basically sums up what the Chicago Bulls were today. <laughs> a team with no hat. It uh, <laughs> it was a team with no hat tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a bummer. We can get to our thoughts on tonight's game. Thanks, y'all, for joining us in the comments on YouTube. Hit the like button. Thanks for joining us on uh, this Christmas Eve Eve holiday. Uh, shout out to the man who said, what's up, my CHGO fam? Unfortunately, we can't talk about a win as we enter the a holiday weekend. But I, I mean, I, I feel like you kind of have to call this one a schedule loss, Dave. It's not mm-hmm. great that it was against no. the Cavs team missing four of its top scorers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you already are dealing with the Darius Garland long term injury. Mobley's out. Donovan Mitchell is a late scratch because of illness, and then also, oh by the way, Karis Levert's not playing. Like this, this was Max Struess, Jared Allen. And a bunch of nobodies. No offense yeah. to them. It it seemed like a schedule loss because it was their fourth game in six nights. Very brutal December schedule. And they just kind of looked lethargic. Their shots weren't falling. But to me, I, like, I don't want to give them a full pass for the schedule loss because this is a very winnable game against a very shorthanded team. And if the Bulls just take care of the defensive class tonight – you might be looking at a win despite the fact that you didn't shoot all that well because neither did Cleveland. Yeah, they shot about 26% uh, from the three-point line after a pretty hot start uh, from them in the first half. But they hit the timely threes in that fourth quarter. Uh, the Chicago Bulls, not so much. Uh, their their three-point shooting was was bad. But you're right, Matt. Um, yeah, let, let me get that stuff out the way because it was a part of it. Uh, fourth, fourth game in six nights. Uh, these guys do play a ton of minutes uh, a lot, and you kind of saw it kind of rearing its ugly head uh, tonight. Uh, guys were kind of just gassed. Like, the effort wasn't there uh, for that team tonight. When you're getting out-rebounded, I mean, outworked. I believe Jared Allen had 17 rebounds or something like that. Like, it, was, it wasn't it was great um, as far as the team effort that they put in on the glass. Really no fast break points for that team either. They weren't running, and that's when, that's where the Bulls kind of bread and butter is with a team full of guards is they get the ball and they run. And they weren't able to do that. A lot of standing around. Um, and, yeah, just kind of looking. But look, just look like a team that couldn't wait to get a break, honestly. It, it, that's how they looked. So Okay, so we got that part out the way. So still, in fact, though, you still, you know, look like trash against a team you should have beaten. Like, you still should have beaten this squad for sure. I get it. Schedule loss. I thought Max Drews was going to have that kind of game today too, Matt. You know, he had, like, they kept saying his family had the sweet and all that. But a couple of those plays that they gave up, man, were just really bad defense. Um, mm-hmm. The Bulls, I, I now can say it's it's a real issue, the back cut, that continues to happen to this team. It's been happening all season. Um, but 
it really was on full display because you just saw the Cavs executing. That's all they did. It was like high school basketball, just execution. That's all it was. Back cuts, picks, uh, guys slipping screens, um, pick and rolls. You know, it was just, they just executed them to death. That's all Max Struess did. He just, you know, the back cut he had on IO for the and one on the baseline. We saw that a couple of times from Wade as well. So it, for me, it was just that simple. Like they got outworked and it was the effort just was not there for that team. And you can't excuse that. I understand they were tired, but if they're tired, then, you know, get somebody else in there who's going to have that effort uh, for the team. But yeah, they just, they didn't have it tonight. Uh, shout out to our guy, AK with a super chat in the comments. who said Bulls playing their 31st game tonight. Most of any NBA team, yeah. which is true. Uh, fourth game in six nights. It showed lethargic legs, little player ball movement, and mental fatigue were big factors. Couldn't buy yeah. a three. On to the next. Um, Mac for a better tomorrow, also in the comments, saying the offense looked super stagnant tonight. I, I mean, it, it that third quarter in particular, like it was what? I think it was like 56, 55, or 57, 56. It was a 1.57, 56, yes. Right, yeah, yeah. And, and the third quarter, that Bulls offense, just like the wheels fell off. It just like mm -hmm. they couldn't do anything. And I... I, I know that we've been given some some due praise to your boy Dale and Terry for his recent stretch of games getting minutes, but yes, man, and like he was he was trying to fight people to make jump yeah. balls happen, and I will yeah. credit him for that. But the spacing is bad when Dalen is mm -hmm. out there, mm -hmm. and credit to him, he tried to take a three or maybe he took two, missed badly, and then you saw when the ball was moving and it got to him and the proper solution would have been for that player in Dalen's spot who is open to take a three because they're open. Dalen passed it up and the, and then the offensive possession went nowhere because he was afraid to shoot it. Yeah. And if you saw some of my text messages I was sending to friends, that's literally what I said in the fourth quarter. I said, Dalen shouldn't be out there right now because he's not a, a willing shooter. He didn't want to, after he missed those two shots, he didn't mm -hmm. want to take anymore. Mm -hmm. And I don't care. You know me, Matt. I don't care if you throw it in the ocean, but you have to keep the floor balanced. Shoot the ball. That's what Demar is doing. Just shoot it. You have to shoot the basketball. You can't uh, allow those misses to deter you from doing that because you're throwing off the whole team and not just yourself. So, yeah, I was completely like, yeah, I don't think he should be in here right now. I appreciate the minutes for sure. And I know why Billy had him in there because, again, you needed some energy. You needed, you know, mm -hmm. somebody who wanted to actually play and make an effort out there. And he was doing that. But I thought it was in a little too long because of that reason that you just stated. I com I completely agree with you. Yeah, he he should not have been in there because he didn't want to shoot the three. For me, it wasn't that he couldn't hit it; he just wouldn't shoot it. Mm -hmm. And I I can't afford that, you know, in that game against the team they were going up against. Yeah, um, and AK also mentioning in the comments that speaking of Billy looking for solutions tonight, maybe looking to Dalen for a little energy punch when the team looked lethar lethargic. Also going to the very rarely seen and very rarely used Vooch-Drummond combo in the front yeah. court for this Cavs team that is big. You know, even even missing Mobley, this is a big Cavs team. And, I, I mean, they were crushing the Bulls on the glass. We praised the Bulls in our pregame show on Thursday about how in this recent stretch of 10 or 11 games when they've been winning a lot, they have become in that stretch the best offensive rebounding team in the NBA. And kudos to them for that. The same is not true for the Bulls on the defensive glass this season. They have been very subpar, and they were just flat-out bad on the defensive boards tonight. 30-4, to four, I think. Ooh. It was like towards the end of the fourth when the Cavs got yet another bucket when Stacey uh, rattled off that stat again. I think that's the last time I heard it. 30-4 to four in second-chance points. Mm. Second yeah. chance. Like, you made Billy go to a Vooch Drummond scenario because you were getting your asses kicked on the glass that badly yeah yeah and i you know why i liked it for two reasons because uh non-beholden billy reared his reared his head again and i love non-beholden billy like when he's not he don't care he's gonna try anything with the lineup but two a, a lot of basketball analytic guys brains broke in half out there and that and i'm and i was just laughing the whole time I'm like oh i know some people are going insane right now their analytic brain does not going to be able to compute this or comprehend it but I again I got why he did it but like you said like offensive rebounds Matt 15 to 5 was the offensive rebounding numbers so that's why those second chance points uh were so high for Cleveland they they were killing the Bulls on, on that but again that is effort 
That is mm-hmm. simply put effort on, on the glass from those guys. Um, so yeah, like I get it. He put it in, and <laughs> like I said, it just made me laugh. It really did just really make me laugh, man. But he had to try something uh to try to stem the tide uh on his team and try to get some offensive rebounding uh going on because mm-hmm. yeah, it just it wasn't clicking for him. Uh speaking of that interesting choice from Billy, our guy another bit bold in the comments saying hey, Billy still sucks. Uh, and uh, our guy, the the Duke, with a super chat who said, also, Billy, coal in your stocking. No, wait, coal is too valuable. Cow turds. Santa, bring him an overflowing stocking with warm, runny cow turds. Well, that certainly paints a picture, doesn't it? Um, I mean, I I don't necessarily think that this was a coaching loss tonight. Like, look, I I am someone who does not love seeing Vooch and Drummond out on the floor at the same time. I'm not going to murder him for that. I'm not going to murder him for any of the rotation decisions he made tonight. The Bulls were tired. They looked like a tired team that was looking forward to their Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, two days off. That's yeah. what the team looked like. They couldn't knock down any shots. They couldn't grab any rebounds. Yeah. Game over. Yeah. End of game. Yeah. That's not Billy. I completely agree. Yeah, it's it's it definitely looked like that kind of team. Um I wish he. I don't know. I don't know how deep into the bench people thought he could go or wanted to go, but he tried. Javon Carter was was, <laughs> was not on it. You know, his shot wasn't falling uh, tonight, so it was hard to put him in because he becomes a liability on the other end of the floor. So since his shot wasn't falling like that, um, your only other options, I believe, are what Julian uh, Phillips. You can yeah, put in and, and you know, Terry Taylor. Terry Taylor, like Torrey Craig's you know, oh, the, and they they did have Henry Drell with them tonight, actually, because I think he checked in for like the last 30 seconds of okay. garbage time. Well, yeah, like your options were, were pretty limited because he was running, you know, nine, ten deep out there, and guys just didn't have it. Like they were tired and they wanted to go to sleep. Kobe White being out of seven, I believe, uh from the mm-hmm. three-point line mm-hmm. is probably the biggest uh thing you can point to in that. You're like, okay, Kobe, you're not 0 for 7. That's not a guy that you are. Because you saw his mid-range game working, getting to the cup, you know, getting his mid-range shot. But he was turning the ball over also. Um, he was getting caught up in, in a lot of things on the offensive end where he couldn't make his proper move. Um, the turnovers that he had, he had a carry turnover mm-hmm. uh, and everything. Like It was just completely off uh, for those guys. And Patrick Williams, I, actually, I give love to Patrick Williams because I like how he played. Um, he did what what he could, I guess, out there for the team. He he's the one that was hitting the three point shots. Vooch uh, did a solid job, I thought, uh, scoring, trying to keep them in the game as well. Yeah, but no three point shooting, Matt, and no rebounding, as you said. Like it's it's really a done deal, you know, for this team and in this league if you can't do those things. Yeah, uh, AJ uh, Katz in the comments said, not sure which postgame is going to be most brutal. This one, the Blackhawks one, or the Bears one tomorrow. God bless the fans in our city. We don't deserve this garbage. I mean, I I, I don't know what Bears fans are rooting for tomorrow. Are are they rooting for a win? I mean, I don't, I'm always, I'm rooting for a win, and I just want to see Justin play, but I'm not like, oh, you know, angry if they yeah. don't. Like, it's okay. Also, did you see that goal Connor Bernard scored tonight? Because – Listen, if the if the if the Bulls won, he he was gonna get half of that goon of the night just for that dude. Goal, man. <laughs> dude, he was gonna get half, bro. Like that was crazy, dog. Like that's one of my favorite ways to score in in, in hockey is that move right there because you don't see it as often. You see it more in college, I think. Yeah, um, than you do see it uh, in pros. But yeah, that dude's eighteen years old, ladies and gentlemen. That dude is my good, God. yo. He's scary. Uh, circling back to the. Uh, coaching performance from Billy tonight. Nothing but bull, not giving up, saying, yeah, but Billy played a non-center lineup uh, for most of the second quarter. That's on Billy. I I mean, fair counterpoint, no one was grabbing rebounds. Drummond was getting beat underneath. Vooch was getting beat underneath. I think Vooch did have double-digit rebounds, but like, and, and, and Drummond was doing his thing on the offensive class that he always does, but it didn't matter. The Bulls could not grab a defensive rebound to save their life, and I don't think it was like purely because of lack of size. And then Billy made that call to go two centers in his lineup to address it that way. And even that didn't work. Because guess what? From the beginning, like from the first quarter jump ball to the end of the game, the Bulls were getting worked on their defensive boards all night, regardless of what Billy was doing. 
all night. And I mean, Drummond had two offensive rebounds that led the way, by the way, like that, that can't be the case. Like that's, that's a problem. He's also um, a minus 10 along with Boos being a minus 12. I'm just saying like those guys were tired, man. Like it's really, that's really what I looked at it as. And Billy just was trying anything when he was going with no center. If that means that I'm desperate, I'm trying anything, bro. Like somebody give me a spark here. We got to hit these shots. We, we got to get some steals. Fine. No center. Great. Fine. Two centers. Great. Like he was running. He was trying anything out there on the floor. I can't be mad at that because nothing was really working uh, for the Bulls, because no matter what you're putting out there, if that effort isn't there, doesn't really matter the lineup that you got. Like the effort that's not wasn't available and wasn't um, shown by the Bulls tonight is honestly the reason they couldn't get this win. But mm-hmm. these guys were beat, man. These guys were tired. And they really wanted to go home and be with their families. And you were at home here in Chicago, so it's not like you got to take a flight. So you're you're right around. You just want to go lay in your bed again and do that. They were they were gassed. We saw it last game, Matt. If we're gonna be real about it, mm-hmm. we saw it last game. Mm-hmm. They just happened to turn it on in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and uh, get that victory. But they did the, this same kind of thing. It's just this one was for the whole game, and it feels like they played down to the competition. Something. The Bulls have done historically is a far in recent history, I should say. Mm-hmm. They have done that. Um, and it never works out, you know, for them when, when they do that. But yeah, man, like yeah. they they did not have it tonight, guys. I, I can't remember who in my Twitter feed said it tonight at some point when the Bulls were struggling. They were like, Oh man, like I'm just you know, so sick of the fact that the Bulls play down to their competition. And I was my thought was, well, it's been a minute since we've even been able to say that. Like play yeah, play true. down. Like, no. If anything, Bulls have been playing down to the Bulls so far this season. But in this recent yeah. stretch, they're turning things around. And that's why I, this game did kind of have trap game written all over it. Because you're like, oh, they're like the Cavs are missing four key guys. We're probably we're at home. We're on a roll. Bulls should win this one. Yeah. So of course they don't. Um, we got to take our first break, then we'll come back, get to uh, more thoughts on tonight's game, hear from y'all. We'll also hear from our guy, Willie Gogali, later on in tonight's post-game show from the UC. Um, while we're doing that, you know what to do. Smash that like button. If you're hanging out, do it for our guy, Joey. Do it. You know what, Matt? Yeah. Now it's coming time. You know, I know it's the holiday season. It is. You know, everybody, everybody's got lights up. You know what I mean? Everybody's making runs to the store. But I think if you're going to be using all that energy... It's time to save you some money and get smarter about it, guys, because it's getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. That's something that we can all get behind for the health of the planet and for the well-being of all of us who share it. That's right, Dave. That's why having comment around is just so wonderful. The electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence towards an electric tomorrow. Whether you have a one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help you save, uh, can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. So what should business owners do, Matt? Let me tell you, Dave. Oh, Go to ComEd.com slash clean to learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, one, good for you. That's cool, too. Don't wait. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business. Good for the planet. Good for us all. Go to comment.com slash clean. Did you say comment.com slash clean? That's right, Dave. Comment.com slash clean. Go now and see how going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. Oh, those generations. So many generations, Dave. <laughs> Tonight's C Show Bulls post game also brought to you by our friends at Ray Chevy. Our partner, Ray Chevrolet, is having their biggest sale of the year right now. Ding time right now. Make your way to Ray Chevrolet on Route 12 and Fox Lake to join in on the savings for their model year-end sales event. As one of the top-selling Chevy dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest Chevy inventories. But right now, they're trying to make room for incoming 2024 models, so all their current inventory must go. Plus, you find the perfect tailgate vehicle at Ray Chevy because they have over 100 new Silverados in stock. And that's not all. Get 0% financing with $0 down. Zero. 
dollars down mm. and zero payments until spring 2024. Or save $3,000 on a new Chevy Blazer, $4,000 on an Equinox, or over $10,000 on a Silverado. And to top it all off, they're pricing over 125 vehicles under 20000 Seriously, guys, can pricing get more affordable? Mm. Rhetorical question. No. No, it can't. And I know everybody loves word free this time of year with all the holiday spending. You can get yourself a free oil change if you make an appointment at Ray Chevy just by mentioning, hey, CHGO, they're cool people. Y'all are cool people. I am also a cool person. Can I have a free oil change, please? And they'll say, absolutely, yes, you can. You just got a book before December 31st, 2023. Visit Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake or RayChevrolet.com to get your model year-end savings. They've been serving the community since bowels of the uc i don't know it doesn't bug me as much as you would think it would the usage of the word bowels but (laughs) bowel sports (laughs) (laughs) well uh we were just sitting here chatting about how Uh, this was kind of a schedule loss fourth game in six nights uh this bulls team looked tired tonight they didn't shoot well tonight they didn't rebound well tonight are you taking anything away from it beyond that? Yeah, I am actually. I mean, I think mm. you're right that they looked pretty tired. They looked kind of dead legs, as you said, four and six. Um, coming off of the back-to-back as well, obviously I had a, a game off here before tonight's game. But the way that the Cavs were running around the court, I think also did not help. I mean, they, they were chasing Struess and Dean Wade and Craig Porter all over the place. And yeah, I mean, I think as much as like Kobe and Pat are young guys, like the minutes that they're shouldering right now with Zach and with Tori Craig and with Crusoe missing time uh, from game to game, like it's just, it's gotten to be a lot. And I think they're pretty tired. Um, Damar, I think especially just as he ages is going to have a harder time keeping up on these sorts of stretches. It's like time off in between games is going to become big for him. And I think Billy wanted to ride him a little bit more in this game because it felt like they were right there the whole time. But to me, like the takeaway was this team is like still not good enough to be, you know, rolling the ball out and feeling like they can beat mediocre or good teams on a night to night basis. Like they still have a lot of work to do in order to secure these wins. And I think they're capable of it the way that they're playing. But tonight, like the ball was just not really popping. They're getting killed on the offensive glass. They were giving up threes. They were giving up free throws. It just was not the right recipe. And I think it's a one-game sample. You, you don't want to, you know, make too much of it. But, yeah, I mean, I think it's just a reminder that, like, yes, they've played well in their last 11 games, but that does not mean that all of a sudden they're contenders. Like, they still have – they have to bring it every single night. Um, and I think they're capable of winning games like this, but it's they, they can't just, like, you know – walk out there and expect to win. Not not saying that that was necessarily their mindset, but when you're playing a team without its three best players, I think it is a little bit easier to get to fall into that trap, especially, um, you know, four games in six nights. Well, talk to me about how much you love watching Andre Drummond and Nikola Vucevic out there on the floor together. <laughs> it's funny because, Billy, I think it was last game. So against the Spurs on Thursday night, when Billy pregame said that that was not something he was going to do again. He was like, that just doesn't really work. You know, most teams. And I think part of it is like, you're matching what other teams are doing. Like not a lot of teams are playing lineups that would require you to play two bigs. Um, But yeah, I mean, they were just getting destroyed on the offensive glass and he just had enough with it. So he threw drum out there with Vooch. And I think they like went plus two in their first stint. Um, Not sure how it went in their, in their second in terms of plus minus, but um then he also went to a small ball lineup with Dalen Terry at the five and I asked him about that and he was just kind of like you know we were getting killed on the offensive glass and Vooch and Drummond together didn't really solve the problem so I wanted to try to like jumpstart the offense somehow 
And so I went with a smaller lineup with Dalen at the five where we could just switch everything and try to get out and run. And that didn't work. And it, it just kind of like sums up the whole night where just nothing really felt like it was coming easy. Um, the comment I made just chatting with uh, Casey while, while watching the game was like the Cavs were just getting all these system buckets, right? Like guys coming off of pin downs mm-hmm. and shooting threes, um, you know, and, and then slipping out of screens and getting layups uh, as a result of the extra attention that the shooters would get coming off those screens. Um, Craig Porter was just kind of like knifing his way into the paint and just getting up those like little, you know, Luka Doncic kind of deceleration, like fadeaway shots from like eight feet away. And um, yeah, the Bulls just didn't get any of those. It was like, they were, I think they were trying to move the ball up the court. Like you saw them throw the, the way that I'm tracking it is like you have the rebound and then the outlet pass. And then is there another pass before you get across half court? And you're seeing a lot of those, like that's, it's still happening, but it just, it didn't like lead to anything tonight and they weren't able to draw two and they weren't moving the ball quick enough to beat the, the Cavs rotations. And it just felt like everything was kind of bogged down. And I think that's going to happen. Like it's hard to play snappy, crisp, like ball moving basketball every night. It just doesn't always work that way. And so on nights where that's not the case, how do you find a way to win? And I think against the Spurs, they were able to find a way to win. Three point shot wasn't really falling, but they kind of, kept the Spurs off the line. Um, They rebounded the ball well, and they made a lot of twos. And tonight, just nothing was really going for them. Will, you shared a video uh, from your Twitter account before the game of Julian Phillips working on his handles uh, on on the Bulls court. And uh, a lot of Bulls fans really liked that video. And so did I. And look, I, I don't know if Billy has addressed this yet again recently, but it seemed for a while like, Julian Phillips was out of Daniel Terry in the rotation. And then over the last handful of games, it seems like that has flipped. Julian Phillips did not play tonight. Can you tell us what you think is going on there? Yeah, I wish I knew. I mean, I think in some ways, Billy's just kind of trying to ride what's working. And if it's not working, then he's just like willing to kind of throw the script out the window and try to go for it with, you know, Dale with the five. Like, I mean, I think he's trying stuff. Um, to me, Julian, like the game is just so fast for him. Like you'll watch him out there and he's just like, like a water spider. He's just like jittering around on the court. And it's like, it's like too fast for him to even like process. And, um, I heard KC talking about this on, uh, the Bulls talk podcast, um, that like Patrick and Kobe or IO or something in the locker room after the game, were saying like in garbage time, they really wanted to get Julian to take a shot because he passed up an open three. And I think it's just one of those things where the game is moving so fast. And obviously I think he's got a really interesting skill set, and I think he'll get there, but it's just the processing of the speed of the game. And I think when you're playing against a team that's moving as quickly as the Cavs were trying to, you know, come off the screens and the Spurs are one of the fastest teams in the league in terms of transition, um, shooting threes and things like that. It's just, it's kind of tough to have a young player like that out there if they're going to be a step or two behind on every play. So mm-hmm. Um, I definitely want to see more of Julian and it's really cool to see him working on his ball handling. He was doing uh, a drill with that's Ty Abbott, who was one of the player development coaches who I talked to for um, my big feature on the player development staff. And they were doing um, that set of drills to see who could complete like 10 of those cycles first. And then they did that five times. And so they were kind of like joking around because Ty beat him um, in that one, you know, segment of it so uh i definitely think he's working hard but to me it's just like it's a processing thing it's a um experience thing and he's getting reps in the g league he's going down to windy city and i think his time will come but it's just to me that's the big thing for him uh will something i've noticed i I talked about earlier uh on the show but something i've noticed all season is how the bulls are getting worked especially on back cuts and I think when they play these teams like Miami, like Cleveland, or even San Antonio, who are teams that are really good at executing, and you see them running these back cuts in these plays, they're really getting like free, you know, four, four or six points a game by, by doing that. Um, what do you think that is that the Bulls haven't been able to figure that part out? Is it just guys are uh, just out of position? Is it guys are just really young and don't know what's coming? What, what do you feel the reason for that is? So I'm just looking it up as you're talking. Um, 
on Synergy, you can sort by different play types and cutting is one of them. So I'm looking at how other, how opposing teams against the Bulls score on cuts. They average 1.337 points per possession, um, which sounds really good and that is really good. Um, but for cutting, it's like an average rank. It says it's in the 33rd percentile. So that's just a very efficient form of offense in general. Um, but it seems like the Bulls are only allowing 5.8% of opponents. Um, that's accounting for only 5.8% of total offense from opponents. So um, it is one of the higher categories for the Bulls. And, you know, that's just kind of like looking into the numbers behind it. But in terms of what I'm like actually seeing on the court, you know, the Bulls are not one of those teams that just has five like lockdown stoppers out there and they just all defend one on one. Um, they defend with five. They are a system defense. They try to plug the gaps. They try to funnel it to Vooch at the point of attack and they try to get over screens. And sometimes when you are like shrinking in the court, um, you can to try to like take away driving lanes. You can lose track of the guy you're guarding. And I think that's an opportunity for guys to back cut. Um, I also think the way that they try to get over screens, uh, like I was talking about with Max Struess, if he's coming off of a pin down, and you're defending him, you lock and trail. So you're on his back and you go over the screen with him. And if the, so if Jared Allen is setting a screen for Struess coming over the screen and Booch is guarding Jared Allen, he's got a hedge over to try to take away the dribble handoff or the pass mm-hmm. to Struess. And that opens up a cutting lane for Jared Allen. And I think a lot of times they can give those up too. And so, so much of the Bulls defense is predicated on trying to cut things off at the point of attack, but if it, they don't do it well, um, it definitely opens you up, I think, to some backdoor cuts, whether it's, like I said, from a big man diving or from, you know, the slot or the the corner. Um, but that's just, I mean, that's part of it. Like NBA defense is so difficult and you can't take away everything. So you have to pick where you think is going to be like the most efficient. And for the Bulls, that means trying to take away the paint. And that's what they try to do. But sometimes it comes at the expense of some cuts. Will, I'm curious, uh, Was I, I didn't notice at any point with any of the shots of the Bulls bench in the broadcast, was Zach Levine at tonight's game sitting on the bench? I, yeah, I saw him uh, I saw him on the bench. I, was, I also saw him at practice this morning. He was there. Right. There, um, there seemed to be so some sort of update about Zach's status at morning shoot-around. Can you tell us what you know? Um, no update. Uh, he was, uh, I think a couple of days ago, maybe before the Laker game, we talked to Billy and he said that he had started doing some running, um, but no full speed sprinting and no like cutting, uh, no full speed cutting. So, um, you know, saw him moving ar- around a little bit today at practice, but, um, I think next week, end of next week, we'll have another sort of evaluation. I think that's when they'll look to start ramping him up again. So, um, still got a little bit more time, but yeah, I mean, who knows what happens on the trade market and how that develops. But yeah, personally, and this is not like sourced or anything like that. I just, at this point would not be surprised if we start to see Zach back out there with the bulls. Wow. And it's nights like tonight where you kind of, you, you, you realize you kind of exactly. miss that, that yes. scoring verse, like that you can't, mm-hmm. it's so difficult to play that sort of style for 48 minutes, every single game. Um, you know, it's just, it's not sustainable 82 times. So, um, Zach's going to have to buy into it. He's going to have to be willing to put some of that individual scoring aside at moments to be able to play that style as much as possible. But there's also going to be times where, you know, DeMar was pretty tired tonight and he played extra minutes because he was the only one that could score in isolation. And it's kind of nice to have a second guy who can do that. And that's not to take away from Kobe, who I thought was awesome. Obviously like his, uh, three-point um, streak came to an end, but he was uh, 0 of 8 from deep, and that means he was 8 of 11 inside the arc. I thought he just did a really fantastic job kind of probing, uh, taking those little fadeaway 8-10 foot shots and then getting all the way to the rim. So um, obviously there's still a ton of room for growth for Kobe, and I think he's going to continue to step into more of that. But certainly on nights like tonight where you're you know shooting – 43% from the field, 23% from three. You kind of miss that scoring burst. Yeah. 
Will, thank you for joining us, buddy. Everybody out there at Bulls Nation, make sure you're reading everything Will writes covering the Bulls for us. AllCHGO.com. Follow him for all of his Bulls updates on Twitter. Will underscore Golly. Will, uh, enjoy the rest of your holiday weekend. Get home safe tonight. And we will talk to you on Tuesday when the Bulls reconvene. I will talk to you guys then. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to all of our listeners. And, yeah, I'll see you guys next time. All right, buddy. Take it easy. That's Will to go, Gottlieb. Uh, let's take a quick ad break. We'll come back. We'll get to more of y'all's thoughts on tonight's game. Some super chats. Um, maybe talk a little bit more about this acting because I think that's an interesting hypothetical. Uh, while we're doing that, you know what to do. Hit that thumb. Do it for Joseph. Tonight's CSGO Bulls postgame brought to you by our friends at Empire. We can't get a goon of the night every night, which is sad. But even when we don't have a goon of the night, we can still tell you about these incredible deals you can get from Empire, who have the best flooring services and products available to you. With Empire today, you get shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick professional installation, and a low price guarantee. Empire today is the best place to get new flooring, so of course they have copycats amongst their competitors. But Empire can't be beaten on their quality, they can't be beaten on their service or their speed. So all competitors do is advertise low basement pricing for crap flooring. That's all it is. It's crap flooring. Empire wouldn't put it in their homes. They're not going to put it in yours. They also have a very cool feature called the Virtual Floor Designer that lets you see what different types of flooring would look like in different spaces and rooms in your home with the simple click of taking a picture. Uh, so you can see how it looks with the decor in your home, with the lighting in various rooms. Uh, a wonderful feature that makes it easier to shop flooring and find the right products for you. They pride themselves on their convenient shop at home service, helping customers shop for floors where they use their floors. They also service all of their own warranties. So if any uh, problems arise, all you got to do is call Empire and they'll come take care of it. No third party manufacturers, none of that nonsense. Schedule free. You don't mess with it today. All CSGO Bulls listeners can receive a $350 discount when they use promo code CHGO. $350 off your new flooring. Thanks. Restrictions apply. See EmpireToday.com slash CHGO for details. 588 to 300 day. Empire. Today. Mm. Mm. I like that one. Maybe I should shop for some new flooring after the holidays. Hey, man, I don't think it's a bad idea. But I'll tell you what, what also should happen. Mm. People getting the gym. Getting oh. themselves right. For the new year, man, because that's that time, y'all. Couple weeks away from those New Year's resolutions, so make sure you get that holiday food in, get it in, and get yourself prepared for those resolutions of getting that body right and tight. And why not do it at the best athletic club around? That's right, it's the Midtown Athletic Club. They got four awesome locations: one in Palatine, that's in the northwest suburbs; Bannockburn in the North Shore. Willowbrook in the southwest suburbs and the Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel in the middle of Bucktown and Lincoln Park. Matt Peck's sister approved. And the Midtown, Midtown Palatine has launched a multi-million dollar transformation of the club, which will be complete in early 2024, just in time for all those awesome resolutions that many of you are going to have and stick with. You're going to stick with it because I believe in you. Listeners can lock in favorable rates if they join before the end of the year. They got something for everybody at these clubs, y'all. Whether you're single, whether you're family with kids, whether you're people uh, looking to make lifestyle changes, whether you're into holistic wellness, they got your back. Single people have been out there like our guy Carm. People with kids have been out there like our guy Kevin Kaduck and our guy Mario. They've been out there. They love the place. You know, people looking to make those lifestyle changes like our guy Herb Lawrence. Like everything, all of that has gone down at the Midtown Athletic Club, man. It is an incredible place. They have the super luxe locker rooms with the wet and dry saunas and the premium, you heard what I said, premium amenities, amazing outdoor and indoor pools. And of course, got to have the hot tubs. Got to have it. Can't be an athletic club without it. And they have a collection of boutique fitness studios with more than 100 classes per week. That's included in your membership. Just some of the classes, y'all. They got the yoga. 
the boxing, the spinning cycling, the cross training, the group exercise, and the high-intensity interval training. And of course, it isn't just gym quality. No, 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 no. The spaces are boutique quality. And Adam Hogue raves about the tennis courts. You guys got to go check them out. They got the outdoor and the indoor tennis courts, and they are professional quality. Get on in there, get you some tennis, some pickleball, or some paddle tennis. Either way it goes, they got your back, y'all. So head over to the midtown.com slash chgo. That's midtown.com slash chgo to find out more and to tour the Midtown Athletic Club nearest you. The Midtown Athletic Club, y'all. Sweat it out. Uh, rolling along tonight, the uh, the last thought that uh, Will left us with regarding a, a potential Zach Levine return to the lineup. Um, because tonight's game was kind of blah, let's talk about that because Bulls fans have a lot of feelings about it. Um, Humane Street Sports saying Zach uh, is hurt, but they're playing better. Wait, are we keeping Zach? Many question marks. So a, a little context there. Like, obviously, we still have a lot of days and weeks between now and that February 8th trade deadline. Yes. But we've seen multiple reports from multiple sources, both, both local and national, in recent weeks when Zach's been sitting with this injury and still not been traded, that there is not exactly a robust market for Zach Levine right now. Mm -hmm. I think Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports uh, and the latest he put out this morning – said more of the same, that there is not the, you know, gigantic banging down their door uh, wealth of offers that the Bulls were maybe hoping for once it, they put a word out there that they and Zach are both open to trading him. So if that's the case, and then if this foot injury does heal, and then he is sitting for no reason other than, well, maybe there, no, if he's healthy and he is on the team, then yeah, he's going to play. And I think that is what is giving some Bulls fans fear right now, Dave, because <laughs> they are showing, not tonight, but in this stretch of 12 games, eight of which have been wins since he went to the sideline, that they seem to be playing a more cohesive style of basketball. They seem to be more engaged. They seem to have higher levels of effort on both ends of the floor. And it's a fun team to watch. And I think Bulls fans don't want to lose that. What do you, how do you feel about this? I completely understand uh, how they feel. I don't think it's wrong to feel that way. You're just going off of what you're seeing. Uh, things are running smoothly for the Bulls up until tonight. Things are running very, very smoothly, man. So I completely get it. I completely understand it. But guys, you're going to need scoring. <laughs> and it, every night on some of these nights, you're going to need a guy who can just get his own bucket. And the fact that you have potentially two of those guys is an awesome thing. Now, the main question of it is can Zach Levine buy into the actual system? That is the entire question of it. Is Zach okay with, you know, kind of uh, spreading the floor and not clogging up certain lanes for Patrick Williams, you know, to continue to do his thing or for Kobe to continue to do his thing and not just turn guys into outside shooters? Uh, is he okay moving the ball? I think Zach can do it. I watch, Again, I watched him do this with Team USA. I saw him do it. I saw him say they got a bunch of scores on the team, and he said this himself, I'm just going to play defense. That's all he did. He said, I'm going to lock in defensively, and that's exactly what I'm going to do because that's what my team needs. Zach continually has said he's a team guy. He'll do whatever the team needs to win. He doesn't care about his numbers. He doesn't care about any of that stuff. I think it's time to actually show and prove it because I saw it with Team USA, and it's easy to say that when you got Kevin Durant and all these other superstars with you. It's easy to say, yeah, you guys don't need my little 20 points. Well, of course not. You have one of the greatest scorers of all time on the team. I completely get that. But now on your own team, can you put in that belief in these guys that you have this trust in them? Because the ball is going to find its way to you no matter what. And that's what DeMar DeRozan is doing if you watch it. They're, they're just running their offense. They're doing their thing, but the ball always finds its way to them when the game gets close or when they can't score a bucket. Oh, oh yeah, we got DeMar. Oh, here you go. <laughs> like, go to work. It could be that same way for Zach Levine, who is absolutely a lethal scorer, who is more lethal on a catch and shoot. And God bless, I hope he knows that. And he's seeing that. <laughs> he sees it, man. My God, y'all know how much I screamed catch and shoot. 
for Zach Levine. So, yes, there could be a place for him on his team. But the key word, Matt, is can he buy in? That is the key question. Are you okay having a game of three straight games where you might not get double-digit points, but you win by 15? Are you okay with that? Because you getting your numbers has shown has not shown that it means something outside of the Chicago Bulls, you know, because the market is what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You got the numbers. Everything yeah. is set. He's got all that. But these teams are still like, eh, I don't know. So you have to not only show it for the Bulls that you can buy into that, but for your trade value as well, that you can be a guy that buys into that, that you can be a team guy. Because wherever you go, especially if you went to the Lakers, you'd be a third scorer. So you got to show that you can be like comfortable with these things. And I think he's comfortable with it, Matt, when it comes to superstars around him. He can mm-hmm. do it then. It makes sense. But I think it's winning your head like, dude, I'm way better than you. Give me the ball and I yeah. can go do this. You know, I think that's what's tough for him. But if he can do that, Matt, this team is so much better with yeah. the ball in Zach Levine. And, and you know, the, the interesting part as uh, our guy Rob in the comments said, do you really think watching uh, the Kobe-led Bulls is going to repair the rift between Zach and Billy and that element of it too? And Winning does. Maybe. Maybe it does. Um, but, you know, by by all recent reports, the, the Zach-Billy relationship is not good. Regardless no. of what they try to say to the media, it's not mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's part of the reason I think Zach is ready to, to be out. But speaking sure. of Kobe and then the, like – just sort of like the the power dynamics of this team and how it might reshift in a weird, confusing, and frustrating way. Uh, you know, Will pointed out uh, with, in one of his video breakdowns during the game tonight that basically Billy has taken Kobe and this recent ascension and played and just slotted him into a lot of the stuff he runs as DeMar's act two-man game stuff. You know, he's running Kobe as a screen setter like he would do for Zach, where then DeMar gets a favorable uh, switch or a favorable, you know, pass to the basket, or Zach and now Kobe in that same action leaks out to the weak side for, you know, for a, a pop, uh, pop-up opportunity, a catch-and-shoot opportunity. Kobe is now doing the things in the Bulls offense that Zach was doing. Yes. So when Zach comes back, how does everyone handle that? I, I'm just saying it's not – I don't think it's going to be pretty. Yeah, and, and it might not be, Matt. And But you – you especially – and I have to talk like this because we know the Bulls want to go to the playoffs, and I do too, but they want to go to the playoffs. And, guys, you in the playoffs, you're going to have to have bucket getters. Like, your system is going to be cool. Your system is what it is. But when teams start putting you on the whiteboard and taking away what you like to do, there's no taking away bucket getters. There's nothing you can do for DeMar DeRozan. He's just DeMar DeRozan. There's nothing you can do with Zach Levine when he's cooking. He's just Zach Levine. So at some point in time, you got to understand that. And again, the system is going to be what it is. And it's working, and it looks awesome right now. But, it, but it's not always going to be the case where the Bulls are going to be shooting 60% from three. It's not always going to be the case where Kobe is shooting such a high percentage or Pat like that because they're taking they're going to start taking away things that you like to do. So when teams start taking away stuff that you like to do, one thing they can't take away is somebody that create their own shot and, and drill that in your face. And you having two of those guys helps. Now, again, this a lot of this is on Zach. And I think you bring up a great point, Matt, about him and Billy. Like there's been those things floating around about uh, – uh, Zach still being upset about at Billy for benching him, still being upset about that from a year ago, you know, even though, again, I thought he deserved it, but he's still being upset at those kind of things. But can winning always cure us all? That's all I've ever learned and known. I'm a Bulls fan that grew up watching them in the 90s. All I know is winning through chaos. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I that's what I know. I, I know chaotic winning, and it cured everything. All the stuff the Bulls team was doing, oh my God. All right. <laughs> like you saw the last dance. That's just, you know, maybe 80, 85% of it. You know what I mean? Like there's another 15 of interviews from other players and other things that were going on that they didn't get into. Everything wasn't all roses and sunshine. But at the end of the day, when the playoffs came, everybody was locked in and ready to go. So that's just, you know, everybody don't have to like everybody. I don't care about that. Do you want to win? Are mm-hmm. we here to win? Does that give you a better chance 
of winning? Does he increase your chances of being a better team? That's what we're going to find out, Matt. And he's going to have to find out soon because, like I said, it's not just uh, a detriment and it doesn't just help the team with him buying into the system. It helps his trade value of him mm-hmm. buying into a system and showing he can do this kind of thing. Uh, shout out to Taco Devil in the comments, which, by the way, fantastic name. I love the <laughs> idea of a devilish taco. I would like a devilish taco, please. Do I you have you them? Would. Can you send them to me? Uh, Devil Taco Devil said, I think bringing back, bringing back Zach might hurt our chemistry. I really think keeping him on the bench, even when he's healthy, is the best thing until we find a trade suitor which I, I am kind of inclined to agree with you right now, but then there is the other part where, like, if the league looks into it and finds out that Zach actually is healthy, then they're going to get a penalty for not playing him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, you can make uh, – and I thought maybe they were exaggerating is, I, I guess, the correct word to use, the severity of this foot injury. And then I was like, yeah, he's out a week. And then I was like, yeah, he's out three or four weeks. And I was like, okay. I still don't know how real this foot injury is. I don't. But it's because I'm a skeptical asshole. But, I mean – now the recent, the most recent reports we're hearing are hey, he's starting to feel better and he's starting to do some things. He's starting to move. He's not like sprinting and cutting yet, but like he might be back soon. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, AK with a super chat uh, chiming into the Zach conversation. Appreciate you, AK. Saying uh, Zach being back in the lineup is fine, but the twenty or so shots he'll take need to come from Kobe at point and as decision maker. The other players whom have taken a step forward need to not defer to Zach. I think that's okay well said. Um, meanwhile, Dan uh, Dan Mill in the comments with a super chat. Shout out, Dan, saying the Pistons are sinking any Levine trade ideas. I believe, didn't they tonight tie the NBA record for their with their 26th consecutive loss, Dave? That is absolutely right and correct, man. I mean, for, first of all, shout yes. out to the Pistons. Like, wow. Incredible. That is hard to do. 26 yes. straight losses? Let's let's go for the record. Let's and go for it all, baby. Watch what is there? Two wins. Two wins. Okay, we get our beloved Bulls. Um, very early. I mean, we we talked, I think, on a, an episode sometime after the, all of the Zach trade stuff first broke about uh, potentially a Pistons trade involving Jaden Ivy. I think a lot of Bulls fans are keen on on that idea. Yeah. I am now just not really sure how desperate the Pistons are to make some sort of move to try to, A, improve their basketball team, and B, assuage their fan base. Uh, did you see Pistons fans also pulled a me at their most recent embarrassing home loss and were chanting a certain something down towards the court in between, you know, raining them with booze? I, are, are, you, do you think the Pistons could be a, like, desperate enough entity to be like, okay, what, what do you want for Zach Levine? Because we got we to gotta do something. Because that's the only way I can see the Pistons talking themselves into doing that and giving up one of these young pieces they have that still has so much potential. Whereas Zach, I mean, he's he's a player who's in his prime. You know what you're getting with with Zach, like skills, warts, and all. You know who he is, and he's got the contract attached to his name. Yeah, I, I mean, it depends on if they want to salvage something, you know, from this season, or if they're just saying screw it. We're going to the lottery again. Now, keep in mind, they're going to the lottery again anyway. But but if they really want to go for it, you know, like, they really want to go. They're already right. there. They've already Correct. sent their team representative to the NBA draft lottery location. This is true. He already got his suit picked out and everything. He will be there live. He might as well get a sleeping bag and just go ahead and chill right there. They'll be there. They're representing, all right? So it just, again, depends on what they feel about this team. Because it was just so much promise uh, from this team, Matt. Just so much promise. Even when the Bulls played them, you saw Jay, uh Duran and how he looked, and Thompson how he looked, and uh, Kay Cunningham. It just they looked solid. Like even watching them, uh, I can't remember what last game I watched. Oh, Utah. Watching them when they played Utah, and I'm sitting there watching it. Like, man, this team has some talent. Like, you mm-hmm. know, they have some skill. They just can't execute, and they couldn't stop anybody. And then at some point in time, they just were like, "Ah, screw it," you know, <laughs> like we don't want to, we don't really care anymore. So, does injecting Zach into that make that better? I don't think so. I don't think it makes it better. Um, I don't, I don't know, Matt. If they want to send me some assets, I'm, I'm all about the assets. If, if we're gonna trade Zach Levine, so I'm gonna need some assets, not 
not players, but I'm more interested in the actual assets that I that I can get back. Because trading him means I'm gonna go younger, and might as well. Fine, great, I'm cool with that. Whatever we get back for that, great. Jay Nivey, you know, I've always liked coming out of college. I enjoy Jay Nivey very, very much. Sending him here, I'm not against it. But he's another guy, Matt, that has to have the basketball for him to be effective. He's got to he's got to have a ball. So. Is he going to be comfortable, okay, coming off the bench, you know, and being that guy? Because coming off the bench, he can be that. Give him the ball and let's see him work. But will he be ball dominant? Will he be able to buy into the system? You'll be asking, I guess, the same questions you're asking Zach Levine right now. So I don't know. It's it's I can go either way with it. But if the question is, is Zach going, do I rather would I rather keep Zach or actually make this trade right now? Oh. Got to tell me what I'm getting, <laughs> you know, from Detroit because I don't really see that I would do that unless you're giving me some awesome assets back. And then I'm like, okay, great, let's let's go in and make that move, man. So, yeah, it's it's a heck of a dilemma for Detroit, and let's see if they're desperate enough, Matt, to offer that up. Uh, Dan with a follow-up comment from Super Chat saying Billy Donovan and Levine is like a toxic couple, like a winless Shaq and Kobe. Wow, damn. Interesting comparison. Yeah. Well, and like, like you said, Kobe and Shaq were never best buds. Yeah. At they all. put a lot of their shit to the side yeah. to win. Yes. Um, and did it pretty darn successfully. You know, three Pete. I'd, I'd call that successful. Yeah. Um, all right. We got to give one more quick shout out to our friends at Circa. Then we'll come back, wrap up. A few, uh, I think we have a few super chats we haven't gotten to yet. And then some okay. some holiday cheer. Uh Speaking of holiday cheer, you know what always puts me in a good mood, Dave? Tell me. Winning money gambling on sports. It's the best! That does put you in a good mood. (laughs) Be sure to download and try out that new Circuit Sportsbook Illinois app because you're going to get great odds and value every bet you make. They have the tight money line splits and use that low hold model. Always striving to start with that minus 110 odds on any and all game spreads, any and all over-under spreads. 110, not 115, not 120, 110. That's where it belongs. That's where Circuit keeps it. They also don't limit players based on their winnings. Every player has the same limit, unlike other books who do limit winning players. They encourage their betters to not only try out their app, but try the other ones because they're fairly certain that what you will find is that when you use that Circuit app, you will find the best odds the best values the best bets the best betting experience compared to all of their competitors they also have real people in their customer service department not robots not the little robot dog that just flips the is maybe under your christmas tree that you're going to open tomorrow or 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 on monday no their customer service department is not a robot dog it is a human person made of human Maybe who, will solve, who will solve your problems for you, if you have any. Uh, uh, we know the staff at Circa. They are incredible people. Um, and uh, they, they, they are the true definition of excellent customer service. Download the Circus Sports Illinois app at circusports.com slash Illinois-app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for their various watch parties, tailgates, Circa events, fun stuff. If you or someone you know may have a gambling problem, Call 1-800-GAMBLER, that's 1-800-426-2537, text G-A-M-B to 833-234, or visit areyoureallywinning.com. Are you? I think so. Um, (laughs) All right, let's see. Uh, Any super chats we haven't gotten to yet, Joe? You can throw them up there. Uh, I'll scroll through and see if... uh, uh, Chris Chris Davis wants to know with a $5 super chat, and then I'll come back to that later one, uh, Joe. Anyone else pissed off that Billy took out our bigs with Jared Allen still on the floor. So I will address that a little bit, you know, when you chat with us, as far as Billy, like hey, Billy tried everything. He tried all of the bigs. He tried no bigs. None of it worked. <laughs> everything. 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 Uh, Larry Strickland with a 999 super chat. Thanks, Larry. Say it to my CHO Bulls crew. Merry Christmas to you all. Keep your chimneys open for a Bulls transformation. Just not these next years. Um, it's like, oh, things are looking up. They oh, are. I don't believe you. <laughs> All it took was one loss. <laughs> That's it. 
Also, as I was reading it, I thought it was going to say Bulls Transformer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, I want a Bulls Transformer coming down my chimney this Christmas. Yeah. I don't know what a Bulls Transformer is, but I want one. Yo, and, and real quick, <laughs> and, and real quick, Matt, like, you really saw that back to the Zach conversation we just having. You really saw it because Cleveland, what they did was allow Alex Caruso to be the guy. They said, Caruso, go ahead. One-on-one. You want to drive? You want to shoot? It's on you. Go ahead, buddy. And no, it's not going to work that way. So, again, you you got to have bucket getters, guys. Like, you can't overlook that because your system is working so far. you got to have bucket getters when teams start figuring you out. Yeah. Uh, AK with a 999 Super Chat saying, how concerned should Bulls fans be? Given with Zach and Tory Craig out of the lineup and others playing heavy minutes, fatigue and tired legs will be the theme moving forward. I mean, yeah. I, I think tonight was definitely – that's why I you know, said at the beginning of the show, it's a schedule loss. Fourth and six nights, this team has played more games than any team in the NBA. With Zach and Tory being out, well, A, Zach might come back in the not-too-distant future. So there's that. Also, I it you get yourself a couple days rest, yeah. and then you get back out there and you keep playing. Like, you're an NBA player, damn it. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to hear fatigue. I don't. I, I, I was willing to hear it tonight and even use it as a, a – not excuse, but reason for the team's poor performance tonight because chronologically, calendar-wise, it made sense. Yeah. It's not it, – I will never be okay with it as a long-term excuse. Yeah. Agree. No, he's absolutely right. You're going to get two days off here, and then when the New Year's come, you're going to get two more. Yeah. So, yeah. What, what what did Tibbs always say? We've got more than enough to win. More, more than enough. enough to win. we got more than enough. Especially if more than enough includes a 60-year-old Taj Gibson. Did, did, you, <laughs> did you see yes. Taj, like, yes. just gassed as hell in that yes. game? I loved him talking after the game, dog. He was like, yeah, I was tired. The young boys were laughing at me. Because I played 13 minutes and I was gassed. And Tim's like, whatever, you want to play, you're gonna play. Dude. He'll play another 40 minutes. He don't care. Hilarious. I love Taj. What a wonderful like he said, he's the new Kirk Tom. He said, I'm the new Kirk Thomas on this team. That's what he said. Yeah, yes, indeed. Uh okay. A- any other super chats we haven't gotten to yet, Joe? Or is that the Larry all one. of them? The Larry, did we read Larry, the Larry one I said? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that's everything. Uh, shout out to everybody in the comments who is wishing us and each other happy holidays. Um, it's not, you know, not the, the perfect way for Bulls fans to enter the, the little holiday weekend, but we persevere. We'll try again on Tuesday. And hopefully everybody out there in Bulls Nation enjoys some nice relaxing time with their families, with their loved ones over the coming days. Dave, Dave, what are you doing? You're going to have, have yourself some, some chill downtime, hang out with the fam? Yeah, so usually I'm – I, I get a caterer and, you know, get the meals for everybody. But this year, uh, my sister wants to cook. So I'm going to buy all the groceries for her to cook. And she's going to do that up. And we're going to eat on, on Christmas. So, yeah, that's going to be cool. And then the next day, I'm going to go to the Bulls game, uh, take my nephew to the to the Bulls game. He's never been. So it'll be, he's always wanted to go. And I'm so, so jealous. To his first. Yeah, it's going to his first one. That's that's a big life event, man. Yeah, yeah. Your very first excited. Bulls game, your first trip to the Madhouse to see the Bulls. That's awesome. Yeah, he's happy very for excited. you guys. Enjoy yeah. that. I I tried. I campaigned with my sister and my brother in law, and they're like, "Well, you know, it would be perfect if they have like a matinee game, you know, around the holidays." And I'm like, "No, they're both night games." While they're in <laughs> stay up with Uncle Matt. <laughs> I, I mean, tear up the town. So you miss your bedtime by a few hours. What's the big deal? <laughs> because you're going to be sleeping in the morning. You don't have to deal with that. I, I get where you're at. I understand where you're at, Matthew Peck. Yeah. That is uncle, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but this uncle is getting up really early tomorrow morning to Ooh. go with my nieces to the Shed Aquarium to look at the fishies. So I'm very excited about that. Well, then let's get you some rest. <laughs> yes, sir. Let's get out of here. Everybody have a wonderful holiday. Stay safe. Stay warm. Enjoy your food. Enjoy your company. We'll be back on Tuesday. Bulls back in action. Homestand continues against Atlanta, I I believe. Atlanta is right, yes. A very winnable game. Uh, Until then, read our guy, Will the Go Gottlieb, uh, on allchgo.com. Follow him on Twitter, Will underscore Gottlieb. Big Dave is at BWL Sports. I'm Bulls underscore Peck, our pal and producer. 
Joseph Spathis. Oh. He's at Joey Spathis on Twitter. Uh, shout out to him and his fam. Hope you guys enjoy the holiday weekend, Joe. Uh, yes. Hiding there in the background. And uh, again, <laughs> to all of you out there, Bulls Nation, we appreciate you every day. Uh, and hope you all have a wonderful holiday with you and yours. Much love. We'll see you all Tuesday. Merry, Merry. See you, man. good. Yeah. Love y'all. We all city like the mayor. 